If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of food. food. First, not sure if gum is a food, but get this. Fruit strip gum, you know, with the zebra logo there, it's being discontinued after 50 years. Second, McDonald's is bringing back the double Big Mac for a limited time. Yep, it includes four patties. And finally, in the world of food, who's your favorite NFL team? Kev, this is big news for you being from Baltimore. Okay. Popeyes says if a team wins Mm -hmm. that has something to do with wings wins the Super Bowl, then they're going to give away free wings on Fat Tuesday, February 13th. To, to everybody? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. See? So y'all should be Ravens fans, right? <laughs> Coming up in just a minute, do you feel like your pet is a four-legged version of you? Hey, do you ever feel like you and your pet have a ton in common? Two-thirds of Americans say their pet is the four-legged version of themselves. The top traits you share include enjoying long walks, car rides, a love of peanut butter, and you both hate mornings. Neither of you like a change in your routine. You both enjoy treats. You both enjoy warm naps in the sun. The poll also looked at the top New Year's resolutions we think our pets would get on board with. And the top ones are more exercise, cutting back on treats, eating Mm -hmm. healthier in general, and spending more time outside. Did you think that about you and Alex the Wonder Mutt? I think she's uh, more like my husband, Glenn. Yeah? Yeah. Very laid back, very happy, Mm. joyful. Yeah. Me and Marco, two peas in a pod. We're we're like twins of a different species. (laughs) That's cute. We're just talking about your dog, your cat being like a mini me of you. Like you Mm -hmm. share so much in common. And me and Marco, uh, my sister just shared with me a story about a dog. And she said, I was sobbing when I watched this. And I was like, now you made me cry. I'll tell you about it next. We're talking about how your dog or your cat might likely be a mini me of you. Like you share a lot of things in common. And I love both dogs and cats. I'd never thought I'd say that about cats. But once my niece Ava talked her mom and dad into not one, not two, but three cats. <laughs> I, I really appreciate them as well. But my sister Esther, she's one of the twins. She sent me this dog video and I'm like, she's like, I sob cried on this. I'm like, I, I'm not going to cry. So I watch it and it's such a sweet story. So there's this border collie named Zip and he competes in agility competitions. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a great name? Mm-hmm. Zip. And sadly, Zip got hit by a car and was paralyzed for the waist down. So they got in one of those little doggy wheelchairs for his back legs and his front legs would work because it was Mm -hmm. just the waist down. And he would go to the competitions and watch his brother perform. Mm -hmm. Well, one day after the competition, his um, owner let him run the course with his wheelchair. And the joy that Zip experiences being back on the course is like nothing you've ever seen. And I was like, no, I'm crying. (laughs) Why did you make me cry? It was so sweet. Just pure joy. Yeah. Those dogs like uh, Marco is he's half border collie. Mm -hmm. And that that instinct they have to like do that to like run the course, his instinct to like herd or to to get those squirrels. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Like he can't control it. So I can imagine Zip was probably like thrilled to be back out on that course. This is what I was born to do. So we're talking about dogs and and maybe even cats. Do they have your personality? Do you see personality traits in your animals uh, coming out on you? I hope not with our cat because our cat is she psycho. <laughs> <laughs> we even have a sign 
above <laughs> the room where she spends all of her time. It says something like, caution, psycho kitty lives here. That's hilarious. I, yeah, so so if I, anyone says you're like Sasha, that's not a compliment. Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hope not, but and I think we do tend to, um, we we tend we we tend to project whatever qualities we want for ourselves onto our favorite dog, and then we go, oh, the dog's just like us, because that's what I do with Marco. I mean, he's a dog. We're we're nothing alike, right? I don't eat my food off a bowl on the floor. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Why I, don't not? I don't have the urge to chase squirrels. I don't have any of that. But you will impose stuff like he's Marco is a great. We call him our greeter. If you ever came to our house, he would meet you at the door with a, a bone in his mouth, his ears back, his ta- his whole body wagging, not just his tail. And he would go, new playmate. Yeah, he's so excited that you're there. But we all project, what what is he saying? Everyone's like, Tracy's like, oh, he's saying, oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad you're here to play. And I always project he's saying, I have the bone, therefore I'm in charge. Yeah. It could <laughs> that be it's either. It's a dominant thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason it happens so much, we project on our dogs, is that they really truly represent all that is good in this world. Yeah. And so it's hard not to wish that we were more like our dog. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Oh, this is the cutest ever. You know how when your your kids are little, you try really hard to teach them how to pray. Like you might start out with God is good, God is great, or something like that. Well, this mom is trying to teach her little um, her little son, Stacy's son, Josiah. He's four, and she's working on teaching him how to pray, especially before okay. they eat. Mm-hmm. So they're at this little restaurant, and she's like, "Okay, it's time to bless the food." And let's just say Josiah has spent a lot of time in two places: one with his grandma, and two. At one of those churches where after everything the pastor says, everyone's going, amen, okay. amen, amen. All right. And he starts to pray for his food. And she thinks it's just going to be like, you know, thank you, Jesus, for this food or God is good. Mm-hmm. He starts praying exactly like grandma. Oh, God, oh, God, bless my soul and heal my sickness. <laughs> <laughs> he is so <laughs> he totally made my day. I guess maybe grandma doesn't feel good because he's always like, again. bless my soul. Okay. Oh, God, oh, God, bless my soul and heal my sickness. <laughs> he's going to be a little preacher someday. I want that to be my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> I could not love Josiah more. And uh, I guess it's gone viral on TikTok. There's like over... Two million views already because everyone's just getting so much joy from his prayer. Have you heard about the craze with these Stanley Cups? Well, why are they so popular? We're going to talk about it next. Kev, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say about the Stanley Cup craze because my extent of my knowledge of Stanley Cups is all the memes and TikToks and silly videos out there making fun of how big they are. Yeah, I don't understand. I didn't understand the whole insulated super cup thing when it started with Yeti, right? And it might Mm -hmm. be like, People be like, oh, did you see the Yeti thing? It'll keep your drink cold for three days. I'm like, Who needs a drink kept cold for three days? <laughs> what? Are, you, are you drinking it that slowly? Right? <laughs> well, why do you need that to, be, to begin with? And people were paying like, tons of money for those. Same thing's true with these Stanley ones. Mm-hmm. They're like crazy expensive. Right. Uh, and I'm not sure where the trend started, but I do know my kids and their significance. They all either have them or want them. Um, Not the dupes. They got the real ones. Yeah. And I don't know why. What I want to do is open a business selling stickers that look just like the Stanley logo. (laughs) 
Yeah. What do you think? Because there's so many quality dupes out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a friend. She's always had the the knockoffs, mm-hmm. and her husband got a real her a real one for Christmas, and she was a little bit like, "Oh, we didn't need to spend that money. Like, I'm okay with my knockoffs." Well, the hot new one that everybody has to have is the Have you heard the Galentine collection? No. It's for Valentine's Day, and you know, like Galentine's Day is where girls get together right. to celebrate their yes. friendships with other other women. Um, yeah, they came out with pink and red ones, especially especially for Galentine's Day, and you can't get them anywhere. Are there hearts on them? No, they're red and pink. Okay, that's the I, only thing that makes them a Galentine that, Stanley. Yeah, because here's what is the next evolvement. You know it. Stanley's going to come up with. There's a heart one, a shamrock one, a Easter egg, Easter bunny one, and you're only in if you have the have current that special like, one, the upcoming holiday mug in your hand. Yeah, they've learned the lesson from the uh, from the iPhone people. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Stanley mug 2.0, 2.5, 3.0, yeah. the point one. Yeah. yeah, brilliant, genius. I just wish we could think something up like that. I know. Like who would have ever thought? And and by the way, you I think you lose your right to complain about how expensive things are if you've bought a Stanley Cup or a Yeti Cup. <laughs> if, you, if you're buying that, you don't have the right to complain about how much eggs cost anymore. I have a question for y'all. Maybe somebody knows the answer to this. Why do different stores have different policies on how thoroughly they check you and your cart when you're leaving? Let's talk about that next. It's a quick story. We went to Costco, you know, big box store, the buy in bulk store and mm-hmm. uh, and when you leave there you've got your cart full of stuff right and you got to give the person your receipt and they like they're looking at mm-hmm, yeah okay <laughs> looking all over your cart i made the mistake the other day of saying to the guy oh it, don't even bother all the stuff we stole is in my pockets <laughs> <laughs> did he look at you like yeah he's like that's not funny <laughs> he, he was not pleased Ooh. but you just wonder i mean like, how can they possibly in this cart full of stuff see everything that's on the receipt they, the answer is they can't and then they do it to you to it at walmart at walmart there's oh uh, really yeah, yeah there's a lot of times there's a person standing there they want to take a look at your receipt and you know, eyeball you in the cart and uh, okay i guess you're all right you're free to go I know but then other places like Target, it's just it's just a free-for-all. You mm-hmm. just pay and you walk out. So yeah. how do these different companies decide our customers are trustworthy? Meanwhile, ours are not. We need to check their Yeah, cart. we need an expert from one of these stores to call us. Because I know someone who refuses to switch their membership to Costco. They're going to stick with Sam's, even though Sam's is on the other side of town. Yeah. Because they like their awesome AI scan and go. You scan the item as you take it off the shelf, and that's it adds to your total, and then you just walk out. Hmm. You don't have to stay in line or do self-checkout or well, show your the, receipt or any of that stuff. Other than the AI, I'm just wondering why the scrutiny at one place and nothing at the other. What's going on? And, and why do they distrust us so much? Why, why do they, uh, they got it in their heads that we're all stealing stuff, right? We're talking about uh, the checkout process, or actually the leaving the store process at different stores. Why do some people give you a, it seems like a pat down when you leave, and other people are like, you're free to go, just head on out. But, but you know something about how they do the checking when you're leaving Walmart, at the uh, Walmart store? You want to call us the greeters or whatever you want to call them um, that, that ask for receipts. They state that they only 
ask for receipts when they see items that are not bagged. Ooh, so I that, had no idea. I didn't either. But here's something weird about Walmart, too, because she, she said the word greeter and it, it came to mind. When you walk in the store, they're like, hey, we're so glad you're here. High five. Can I help you direct you to anything? Okay, yeah, right down that way. And then when you're leaving, it's like, stop! <laughs> <laughs> the same person does both? No, it's a different person. Oh, okay. It's a different person, but they're, they're so happy to see you on the way out. But then when you leave, it's like they turn into a TSA agent. They're angry. They're irritated. How dare you even show up at the airport? That's how I feel like TSA feels. And, and, and they give you the, you know, like, hmm, I don't know. Huh. All right. I guess you paid for all this, you know, and you feel even if you, you, you feel like you stole something, <laughs> even though you didn't. I'm so glad that lady called because that means if I've got a giant thing of laundry detergent, mm-hmm. I just put it in a bag and I won't get stopped. Yeah. If it's out what, of the bag, she said you get like, stopped. Have you got like a TV or something? Put it in a bag. <laughs> 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 Cover it with bags. Right. Ever been at the right place at just the right time? Some of us call those experience God winks. Well, mm. check this out. Two girls from Montreal, Canada, 13-year-old Zoe, 14-year-old Emma. I mean, they're so young. They're both strong swimmers. In fact, Emma hopes to make the Olympics someday. And they were in the right place at the right time last week to save a man from drowning. No kidding. They were on vacation together in Barbados, and they could see a woman's husband uh, so far from shore struggling to stay afloat. So it was a really long swim, but they swam out on a boogie board and gave it to the guy that managed to pull him the whole way back to the beach. I didn't want to show them that I was scared because I would make them even more worried. We tried to stay as calm as we could. Isn't that amazing? They were Mm -hmm. scared themselves, but they didn't want to scare this married couple, so they tried to stay calm. And you get an idea of how young they are hearing her voice. yeah, 13 (laughs) and 14. I mean, they sound so young. Wow. It's incredible. They might have been scared. Well, they say that's what courage is, is being scared and doing it anyway. Courage isn't like ignoring and not being afraid, so way to go. Coming up in just a minute, is there a food or something that you serve wrong on purpose? Hmm. Is there a food you cook all wrong on purpose? Who knew this was a thing? Turns out people have a ton of answers, including, uh, i never heard of this before, you know, the Kraft mac and cheese box. Mm. They say the milk is unnecessary. Just make mm. it with the butter and it's delish. Um, other people say they, uh, this is my mom always did this, they break the spaghetti noodles in half before they throw it in the pot of boiling water. My uh, uh, An Italian would never do that. But my mom did it because it was easier to eat. Well, a real Italian wouldn't use dried pasta. True. They'd make their own. Lots of people said they like foods overcooked or even burnt, like toast, eggs, and popcorn, um, pasta to make it really soft, broccoli for the same reason, and burnt hot dogs on the grill. People also love to burn their marshmallows. My wife loves a grilled hot dog. It's burned. She loves that. But here's the big one. There are two kinds of people in this world. Ramen noodles. When you have your ramen noodles, do you make them with a broth or do you drain all the water out and just put the spice in? That that made the list too. The first time that, that my wife saw me drain the water out and just put the spice in, she freaked. She was like, what are you doing? That's gross. You got to make the broth. And I was like, no, that's gross. So, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, there's two kinds of people in this world. Those who make the broth and those who just put that delicious flavor packet on it. Nom, 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 nom. We don't shy away from controversy here on the Kevin and Taylor show. And we're talking about what kind of person are you when it comes to your ramen noodles? Are you a broth person or are you a flavor packet person? 
We'd love to hear from you and why. Okay, what do you think, Juliana? Kev said there's two types of people in this world. People who drain the robin and or the people who eat it with all the liquid. Well, I'm definitely a drainer, but um, <laughs> I like if I don't put the uh, packet on there. I I just cover it in ranch. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'm not a ranch fan on anything, let alone noodles. Ooh. So you Wowzers. make like your own like, kind of like homemade spaghetti there. So we call that redneck spaghetti right there. You know. So. Here, here's the question. Do you heat up the ranch first or do you let the ramen noodles heat warm it up? Yeah, the ramen, it'll warm up as the it sits on the ramen. It's almost like an Alfredo. Lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, Aaron, we're talking about ramen noodles, you know, the kind you buy in the pack. They're always like, I don't know, five for a dollar or something. And you break the noodles, you put them in the put them in the boiling water. And then there are two kinds of people in this world. They either put the seasoning packet in with the water or they drain the water out and they just go pack it alone. Which kind of person are you? So personally, I prefer the broth. I can go either way. But I also wanted to say the name itself is controversial because my daughter insists that it's ramen, but I've always called it Raymond. Ah, see, now there's two more types of people in this world. <laughs> the controversies just are everywhere. Is your daughter a broth girl? She is. She yeah, is. She Maybe this soup. is a guy-girl mm-hmm. thing. Well, and you know, my brother-in-law, he makes it without the broth, like okay. religiously. It Maybe is it just is noodles girl. and he likes to add all the protein and yeah, so maybe you're onto something. See, now when, when Tracy and I first got married, because we were so broke, we had no money, we were like ramen noodles in these 69 cent frozen pizzas. We'd have them all the time. But if we really wanted to, quote, be healthy with our ramen, we'd chop up a bunch of veggies and put them in with the water, Ooh, that's like smart. carrots and celery and stuff. Brilliant. That was our effort to try to make that nutritional disaster <laughs> somewhat healthy. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. And my actually, now that I'm thinking about it, so my brother, he... <laughs> We were talking about it one time, and he's like, oh, I don't use the seasoning packet because that's super unhealthy. I use my own seasoning. (laughs) (laughs) As if the noodles are healthy. I mean... Can I, you know what? Right. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. We're talking about it. I want some now. I want to go get really? one. I want to have some Bring ramen noodles. Nostalgia. Yes, I want it. They're shamelessly delicious. They I'm are. They are. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Are you working in the kind of job where if you don't work, you don't get paid? No vacation or sick time at all? So many people deal with that reality, including Kevin, who delivers food on his bike for a living. So when Kevin broke his foot, he just had to figure it out. He had bills to pay. So cast and all, he rode his bike, carried a walker on the handlebars, and continued to deliver food. What a guy, huh? A fellow bike delivery guy named Joshua spotted him and made a video. You're riding a bike with a broken foot. Yeah. Are you serious? I respect that, dude. That's crazy. Let me cash up you like a tip or something. Uh, thank you. Yeah, brother. Okay. No, I appreciate you, bro. You're out here grinding, man. You're really getting it done. The video went viral, and so far, over $2,000 have been donated to help Kevin through this tough spot in life. Mm, that's cool. So do you have a big stakes in the upcoming Super Bowl game? I mean, like, Kevin, your team is still in the running. There's still a chance, right? The Ravens will go all the way. Am I right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't speak for you. You had a look on your face. I'm like, uh-oh, I'm wrong because I don't know sports. Well, uh, no matter what you're feeling about the Super Bowl, you're definitely going to love this idea. We'll tell you about it next. 
Taylor wants to talk some football. No matter how you feel about football or sports or whether your team didn't even make it to the playoffs or there's a team that you can't stand who makes it to the Super Bowl, one thing we can all agree on is how cute the puppies are in the uh, the Great American Rescue Bowl. They just released the trading cards of the puppies <laughs> that are in there. And they all have, like, their stats and where they're from. Hmm. And uh, there's one named Yana. He's so cute. He <laughs> He's a 10-week-old puppy, little uh, blonde puppy. And his favorite activity is sunbathing and following you around like a shadow. Hmm. His favorite toy is stuffed animals. And his career highlight is he is an international pup of mystery because he traveled all the way from the Caribbean to get to the Great American Puppy Bowl. And after the game, what does he hope to do? He's going to be looking for a love seat, a blankie, and a lap to lay on. <laughs> so if you want to check those out, your kids will love it. You can print them out, and they become trading cards. They have all four cats and all four puppies that are going to be in the Great American Rescue Bowl this so year. So this, this started as the Puppy Bowl, and now they've expanded it to the res, re, Great American yeah, Rescue Yeah, I guess Bowl. that's what it's called it. this year, the Great American no, Rescue Bowl, because the uh, goal is to idea. get them all adopted. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Dogs and cats love it. Okay, you know how everybody all of a sudden, it's like, a miracle when the when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm gonna get healthy. Right, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna eat, eat salads better. and exercise every day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am so in that mode right now. I'm so stereotypical, and <laughs> I made healthy chocolate mousse last night. Okay, I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Okay, so I don't know what it is about when the clock strikes midnight on January 1st. I think I guess we all are just like I ate my way through December. <laughs> yes. We decide I totally we're going to, you know, you know, try to eat a little bit healthier, just be mm-hmm. a little more balanced, go for a walk maybe. Right. So, I'm no exception. I'm so stereotypical. And so, but my sweet tooth is getting the best of me. <laughs> so, last night I made healthy chocolate mousse. Okay. And I was a little skeptical. I'm like throwing all this stuff in my food processor. I dump in an avocado. It was nice and ripe. Some uh, dates, some cocoa powder, vanilla, dash Uh of cinnamon, dash Uh of salt, a little bit of almond milk. And I'm like, all right, let's see how it looks. It was super thick and rich looking. Yeah. And then you're supposed to chill it for 30 minutes. I did that while we were eating dinner. And then the moment of truth came, got it out. Time for dessert. And? Delicious. Oh, no kidding. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Oh, it's so good. This tastes so good. Oh, there's a banana in there, too. It was phenomenal. It did taste a slightly banana. There was a hint. Yeah, yeah. I would have rather had it taste more chocolatey. Yeah. But no sugar at all. All natural Here's stuff. Here's how I know how it good was it was. Really good. You didn't bring any in for us to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what else is fun? It's filling. So we mm. have half of it left over for tonight. Mm. Okay, so my wife and I are full on with like, like it sounds like you are, with trying to eat healthier with the new year starting up and stuff. And we, Tracy makes these awesome healthy dinners. Like she made a, a farro veggie sal- chilled veggie, veggie salad the other night. And that was what farro is like. A, it's almost like a, um, a risotto. Um, but, so she made this salad out of it. It was chilled. It was so good. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was so great. Seven o'clock comes we're watching TV. I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> and I start snacking. I'm just going to have a little snack. I'll have like a, a, a cheese stick. Okay, I'll have a cheese stick. 7.30. I'm still kind of hungry. I'm going to have a little bowl of cereal. A little bowl of cereal. 8.30 comes. Oh. Man, Uh-oh. I'm, so, I'm going to have some chips and hummus. <laughs> 
I mean, just endless snacking. Are you snacking. eating dinner too early? Maybe you need to move dinner back. Well, I think it's that we're, we've been trying to go more veg, and I think it's just the lack of protein in these meals. And I'm just not feeling, I'm like, it's going to get to the point where you're like, let's just go to bed. Let's eat dinner and just go to bed, or I'm going to eat my way through the house from dinner till we go to I'll bed. I'll give you a trick. I've been eating hot, or eating, drinking hot tea when I have cravings at night. Yeah. That's been helping.